Thank you. My name is Billy and I'm codependent. And I want to echo Frank and welcome um, everyone to the roundup this year. People from out of town and a special welcome to newcomers and first time conventioneers. Um, I hope what you find what you expect to find here. At, at the very least, I really feel that you'll get exactly what you need here, and, and that ain't a bad deal at all. These are pretty exciting events, and I, I go to conventions at least once a year. It's like a, an extra injection of the program. It, it really has worked for me and excited me for a long, long time. I want to thank the program committee for asking me to share. It's a double honor, as you will find out through my story, to be asked tonight, and I really appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate the, the chance to extend my life a little bit through sharing uh, with you and, as always, to scare the shit out of myself because I'm pretty nervous right now. <laughs> my mouth's getting dry. Um, I'm going to open by letting you know that I was raised by two very warm, uh, humorous Jewish Democrats in California a long time ago, <laughs> a long time ago, when life was carefree in the 50s. And these folks, uh, wonderful as they were, knew about as much about themselves as they did about raising kids, and that was nil. Through you, I have learned that they really did the very best they could with what they had. You taught me that, and I believe it today. Um, I grew up in a suburban area in California and pretty much enjoyed life until I reached a level of awareness that I started to realize that I felt different than other people. I felt that I looked different, and I felt that, that I was just... Uh, um, extra sensitive and I felt much more sensitive than my brothers and sisters and anybody I was raised with. I now believe that all my behavior today is most likely a, a very direct result of living with those people. That everything I've learned came from those five people. Um, I grew up and, and out and I grew up in an area um, that was fairly progressive and like I say I have said this before I was kind of raised by three people Alan and Joanne Parker and Benjamin Spock that's, that's more accurate that's far more accurate when I got into my teens I pretty much retreated now some people would say I kind of started to go out of my mind what I really did was go way into my mind that's what started to happen. I started to retreat and to withdraw within myself. And um, I started actually to turn towards substance um, in, in high school and, and started to make some choices for myself. Um, I was pretty much of an angel around the house. This was pointed out to me in my late, late teens when my parents, my mother, my, my folks had divorced when I was 16. My mother took me for psychiatric treatment. She was it pretty much at wit's end with my behavior. I um, was suffering from, it seemed like, extreme passivity. Just real passive about everything. And um, took me to a guy who specialized in anger. His program is a psychiatrist in 
Los Gatos, California, and his therapy is called rage reduction. Damn. I don't know. I don't know what she had on her mind, but I was like a blob, and it was real hard to move me. Uh, this man was a short little uh, little man, and he was very powerful. His stature was small, but, you know, he was just extremely powerful. He later was dethroned of his license or whatever. This the therapy was not, evidently was as harmful as it was effective, but he would, I would not, they would have a, a, a way of laying you down and torturing you and, and tickling your ribs and, and agitating you. They couldn't touch me because I had a liver problem due to a whole other story in a whole other world. But they would, he and his assistant would sit on either side of me and say, uh, my dad, like I said, had left the family. They were trying to like get at the source and the seeds of my uh, illness. And he would say, you, you are pissed at your father. You hate your father and you hate his wife. You are pissed at her. And I say, I am. I did not have the wherewithal. I was certainly not present for any of this. Not present for uh, the first 33 years of my life that I'm learning this. The other thing was he made me call my dad long distance. My dad had moved here to Washington, D.C. And he made me... um, Tell your father you are angry, you're pissed off. And I just I called him up. My father was always obedient. I said, uh, "Hi, Dad. I'm angry. Uh, <laughs> you left us. You left the family. I'm really pissed." <laughs> the epitome of disconnection. Disconnected from the world, from all the ideals and beliefs I had as a very young young teenager. I was just. I was going, I was going, going, gone, and um, I started to, I left home right about that time. I brought my first lesbian lover there for the therapy session, and you know, I have blocked that out. I don't remember that at all. Um, Before I I came out and and got into the gay community and started to make some very destructive destructive and and strange choices in terms of partners, I... I, (laughs) I made those same kinds of choices with men. And I had a few requirements. The fellow had to be at least 20 years older. And he had to have a lot of facial hair. My dad had a beard, still does. And he had to be, if he wasn't like in the music scene in the Bay Area, he had to uh, be saturated in or dealing drugs. You know, he had to have something. This is what I was attracted to. And um, I remember I was 19 and I had gone for a 65-year-old fellow at this time. And the guy was 65. His name was Arthur. I will never forget him. Uh, I was doing a combination of things that pretty much altered my judgment. Altered my life, really, but altered my judgment. And um, I was going for anything. Arthur looked at me, and he told me, he said, first time he met me, he looked in my eyes, so gullible, so stupid, so naive. He looked at me and he said, I can tell that your nipple is the same size as your navel. And I thought, oh my God, I think he's right. And I went, oh, something about me. He's got some inside information, God damn it. I spent three nights, three days with him, and he told me he was the mayor of Sausalito, and I believed him. 
he was the town drunk. And so my odyssey began in my choices, in my partners, and in, as we call it, my picker, my chooser. And I was to uh, kind of like glide down a path, uh, choosing people. I, I flipped right into the gay community after that experience, I think. I got right in there. And I used to hang out in a place called Mod Study, and it just closed uh, this summer. And I, I met my first in a series of artists, sensitive artists, whom I supported for years and years and years, financially, emotionally, even though I really wasn't equipped, I really didn't have the wherewithal, I did my best. These were older gals, and they were into doing things like making pipes. <laughs> Painters. Um, graphic artists and it just went on like this for a long time years passed <laughs> slowly slowly and I was graced to come into a 12 step program in 1983 and about nine months into it I was graced to meet a wonderful woman and she 12 stepped me into this room and it was pretty much by intrigue and curiosity um, that I came. I was in one room and you guys were in the next room on Saturday nights on Church Street and you were laughing like hell. You're having a good time and I knew it and I knew there was something going on in there. And I would go in and make uh, visits to you. And, and she told me that it wouldn't hurt the relationship either if I were to do that sometimes. She told me in a loving way. Um, and I started to come in and I, I said, oh God, this is like the Academy Award of programs over here. They're talking about feelings and stuff, you know. And it was uh, pretty deep talk for me. It still is. And I, I was pretty much enamored and I was pretty much ready to embrace what you had. But it took a few more years and a little bit more experience to ask for help and to really um, seek you out and to really need your tools um, and to at least be aware of it. I guess in my third or fourth year in, in the other room, I met a young person and I violated the, the 13th Step Act. I think you're familiar with it. <laughs> I violated it. I ravaged it. <laughs> I hated no mind. <laughs> Had all the best suggestions and the best human beings around me in the world and I was buoyed by your principles and your spirit and I truly put the blinders on for this one and I knew that I was I was headed for what we call a big lesson I felt that my friends were giving me hints you know I don't want to see you get hurt <laughs> your friends start telling you that it's pretty clear that um, you know it's the old judgment thing. When I came to the program, they told me, uh, Billy, if you see a dog and three people in the program tell you it's a horse, saddle it. <laughs> you guys are telling me this is a horse. No question, this is a horse. And I was, uh, I was going, I was making little prayers up to God. Okay, this was a, a lovely young woman who was just out of detox. Okay, I mean, it couldn't have been any worse if, you know, if it was the how not to book. Just that lovely gal, and I would say little prayers, God, 
your will be done. But, <laughs> but you know how I feel about it. Why <laughs> that little? That's right. That's the prayer. And time went on here. Uh, for nine months, I changed. I changed. Um, the serenity and, and the little bit of, of uh, like I say, judgment or, or uh, perspective grew dim. It really did. And um, uh, the young gal was still using. And I, and I really chose in a very, very subconscious, um, kooky kind of way not to acknowledge this. She was still coming to meetings and whatnot. And I just, um, the, uh, the physical attraction was very strong. And um, this was kind of, uh, the intensity of this was absolutely, uh, how do we say, it was blinding. And um, I chose to follow my own, my own uh, path on this. So I was starting to do things like I became a clock watcher. When was she coming home? And I became a scrutinizer of facial expressions. Had she been to a meeting or had she done something else? I became a, um, a, a observer of bodily uh, marks. Was that a scratch or is that where she shot dope? And I agonized and I twisted and I turned and I, I was in the family groups, um, Al-Anon and Naranon, because I needed to be there and because my life was falling apart. My little Humpty Dumpty uh, program needed help. And you drew me in. You really did. You told me just sit on down, honey. We know your story. You're just here to fill us in on the details. <laughs> uh, and you told me wonderful things, very helpful things. You told me don't mother her, don't manipulate her, don't manage her and don't murder yourself. And these things, these ends stuck in my mind and they started to uh, take root. I'm not saying that I did much to change my situation. As usual, uh, the goddess intervened. She became attracted to somebody else and, and, and that's how the story goes. Um, but I started to see a pattern and an old pattern that I'd created, I don't know when, and it, it, it was one of those scenarios, this is how I welcomed people into my life. It kind of went like this. Oh, hi. You say that uh, you don't know much about yourself or the world and you have a tendency to use people? Come on in. You're just my type. <laughs> then I proceed to give it away. You know? Um, you like sex? Oh, yeah, let's do it. You know, take it. That's it, right? <laughs> Gone. And like I say, the perspective is, you know, goes with it. And there's a wonderful guy I used to hear around here that uh, when I first, I don't know, the first month I came, this is the, the first thing I heard or whatever. Um, when I have sex, I'm in love. And if it's good sex, it's true love. <laughs> That's it. Then the heart goes. I have a big heart. Take my heart. You know, I have enough for two. Come on. And that's it for that. And then 
take my brain because I ain't using it anyway. <laughs> the little bit that's left is used for obsession only, take it all. <laughs> that, that was about the size of the, of the whole situation. You guys slapped me back together. You let me sit in there and I cried week after week, especially on Wednesday night. Cried and cried. The sex and love meeting. I cried and I cried and I, I clutched on to crystals and you massaged me and I rubbed you back and you told me that it would be okay. Simultaneously, I got into therapy for a year and that helped. That really clarified a lot of stuff and helped me understand, if you will, um, what was going on. And I went to her at first and I said, oh, I don't know, the first week we broke up, I went, I told the therapist, I'm so depressed. She said, you're not depressed, you're in pain. There's a difference. I started to learn about that. And you guys have started to inject or empower me with a kind of principled living. A kind of, I, I believe that I kind of was spirited when I got here in certain ways. But you are helping me cross a bridge um, from that into a, a real principled kind of uh, behavior and demonstration of this program. And I'm, I'm on the very bottom rung of the ladder and, and, and I have, God knows, a long way to go, but I have a lot of hope today. And I have a little bit more confidence and I have a wonderful place to go to talk about it. Um, I stayed on my own for the next year in terms of you know, these relationships, this thing, and um, met somebody real different for me. Um, someone, I'll tell you why the person is different, because they were a peer in many, many ways. My sponsor told me at the end of that inequitable relationship, that unbalanced relationship, she said, Billy, you don't want half a person. And that really stuck with me. And she started to ask me, uh, you know, to think about the kind of gal that I would like to couple with eventually, not right now, take a break, slow down. <laughs> and I thought about it and I wrote a little list. And a lot of the qualities on the list were some of the qualities that you guys were helping me develop in myself. And that was me. And I met a wonderful woman about a year later. And we started to see each other. We started to date, but she didn't know we were dating. I knew it, she didn't know. <laughs> kind of different for me because this gal was not from the persuasion, the lifestyle, wasn't a lesbian in short, okay? <laughs> but things started to happen. And um, we, we had a, a program kind of friendship. And like I say, we, we had an, an equitable kind of exchange, nice kind of energy in our astrology. Is, just perfect. <laughs> Simply perfect. And we had as much in common as we didn't. Okay. She's from uh, a healthy family and I'm from what we call a Michigan family, a real Michigan <laughs> But that's okay. We get together on holidays and we enjoy it nevertheless. It doesn't seem to matter. I, I need a lot of help to keep on the track. Um, Recovering from uh, what is it, doormathood, <laughs> and and uh, 
and 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 the fog, recovering from all all the uh, the stuff that I that I have kind of been entrenched with for a long time. Um, I need a lot of help today. I still need a lot of help um, defining. I'm learning more about who I am, and I'm being given the sense that I'm able to create that person at the same time. You guys have given me a gift. You tell me that uh, there are no limits here. That you can have a castle or a hut in here. And my life is building. And my life is, is being enriched. And being extended. And if I could say anything, I guess, to the newcomer, just come on in. Um, you'll see us hugging a lot. You'll see us kissing, and you'll see us uh, potching each other in the tukas and sending each other out back into the world that we were once really afraid to face. And this is how we care for each other here. It's kind of like a little monkey island. We pick all over each other and preen each other. And, you, know, <laughs> you know, we do. I mean, we get into details, too. We really do. We just do. We care for each other, and we kind of buoy each other up, you know, on this little island in the middle of the world that we happen to live in, and things start to work, and things start to get better. And I just have an enormous amount of gratitude for the program at large and for the program of Al-Anon. Um, again, I just want to thank the program committee and thank everybody here for being supportive and for smiling back. That's good. That helps me. And have a marvelous time this weekend and enjoy it. And um, for God's sake, keep coming back. Thank you.